you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of The Tech Box. My name is James Honeyball and with me is Dave Rich. Hi Dave. Hello James. How's things? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You've been up too much? I have just come back from a couple of holidays, which is good, you know, mm. getting all those holidays out that have been uh, stored up over the months, yeah. And uh, now I'm sort of hunkering down for a period of no holidays, which is sad. How about yourself? Uh, no, no holidays, just the busy school children's holidays have been a nightmare, work, busy, yeah. The same mundane run of life, I think. Nice, nice. Not to sound too negative about my life. No, you've got to be, uh, <laughs> got to be honest about the mundanity of these things, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, maybe one day it will all uh, become really exciting and, um, you know, better. Hopefully when the kids are all grown up and uh, I can be an old man in peace. Yeah, exactly. Get off my lawn, etc. Oh, yes. I will definitely be there. Get out of my five-mile radius, I think. <laughs> Okay, so what um, bits of tech have you been looking at to sort of try and give you small morsels of pleasure? I've been used, doing the usual yearly, we're coming to the end of the iPhone newness period and getting a bit bored and being wooed by Android. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Samsung lover, aren't I, deep down? Um, if you would say to me, pick an Android, I'd always go Samsung. I don't know why. I think I, I didn't really... I didn't, particularly hate TouchWiz neither, to be fair. Quite like TouchWiz. I know oh some God. people I know, exactly. I know some people hate it, but I liked the unique uh, branding that they, they had on it. It made me feel warm and cosy. Oh this is I was <laughs> just thinking this is absolutely heresy, but yeah, carry on, yep. I was gonna say, do you remember the days of the old orange branding that they used to put on the phones, the orange home screen that could not be removed. Well, I was going to say it sounds an improvement over TouchWiz, but I don't remember it uh, vividly. <laughs> oh, horrible days. No, so yeah, I've, I've been dabbling. I've uh, I've been playing with uh, S21. I've actually, okay. had a couple of pi- I've actually had a couple of pixels as well. I've had a four- Pixel 4a over the months. I've had a 4a 5G as well. Uh, like I said, S21. And I've also been playing, uh, thanks to our good friend Mark, with a Fold 2 of late, uh, which is all very exciting stuff. So, okay, let's dive into the S21 then. Is that just the normal S21, the sort of quite small and compact one? Yeah, and it it is nice. I would would say it's very, very similar to an iPhone 12 Pro size. Um, It's maybe a little bit easier to get your hand around. Um, yeah, a really, really nice device, actually. Like I said, I, I love Samsungs, and um, I don't know. It always seems people are banging on about the Ultra or the or the Plus, but that S21, that normal one, is, you know, there's nothing to be sniffed, sniffed at. It's, it's more phone than a lot of people really, really need. Nice Samsung screen. Screens are always beautiful, aren't they? Sells any phone. Uh, nice and nippy. And I really like, again, coming from my touch with days, but I really like what Samsung do with their their layer that they have now it's that their one ui things like the edge panels and and all that sort of goodness i I quite like it i I don't feel any need to run a third party launcher or or anything like that well third party second party i don't know what you're going to call it but I actually quite like their stuff. Have you got the google feed to the left or have you got the uh, samsung own brand no it's google feeds so the s21 gives you the google 
Um, the Fold, you can't choose the Google one. You have that free, Samsung free or whatever it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So their premier device, you have to have that <laughs> Samsung free nonsense. Well, the the Fold, the Fold 3, I, I've seen you can have that Google on it. It's just devices from this year that you can do. But last year's devices, you can't. Ah, so that's that's the reason to upgrade from the Fold 2 to the Fold 3 then? Yeah, to get a Google Assistant that I have no interest in because I don't live my life in Google. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, Although I, I successfully managed to share my iCloud calendar to it, so uh, one up for Samsung. Oh, okay, that's nice. Is that using the uh, CalDAV? share is it is that yeah but but i had well i had to share it to google calendar and then share google calendar to samsung so Ah, (laughs) it wasn't it's not it's not all it cracked up to be but i i got it there i got it there it's one-way sync only oh yeah that's not good no it's not it's not but in my head it's better than nothing (laughs) yeah i suppose so as long as you remember to keep always keep your iphone around to actually do the editing on well yeah the iphone always being the primary god device yeah, uh, you know that that manages my work uh, life balance. So everything goes into the iPhone. It's just a purely view only on the Samsung. You know, nice little yeah. play thing. Off you go. Well, I do agree yeah. with you that that S twenty one. I played with a couple of them. They are very nice. Um, maybe they're not spectacular, and maybe the Ultra has got all of the bells and whistles in terms of the cameras. The you know the ultimate capability on the cameras. But um, mm. I think we overlook the fact that those S those base S devices without the plus or the ultra or whatever they're a nice size you know they're not too big they're they're quite pocketable really aren't they you know they're not they're not crazy size like so many devices these days yeah and 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 you say about the camera but the, the camera is more than anyone needs yeah more than anyone yeah. needs. i mean the, the photos coming from it for for anyone taking pictures of children going out for the day kids running around you know shooting 4k video 60 frames uh, FPS. Uh, do, do you know what I mean? That's more than anyone would need. You you share that about amongst the general public, and they, they're over the moon. And I'd yeah. probably say they they would find it very difficult to notice the the difference between the ultra. The, but when they're looking at it, they'll they'd look at the price and go, "Why, why, why would I want that?" I, yeah, I, I do yeah. think anyway. That's cool. Okay. And again, I, I like the cameras. I don't know. I, for me, I get, I know, I understand how this works. I'm intelligent enough to understand the, the 12 Pro, nice natural, ev- everything's like sort of as the eye sees. But when you take a photo on the Samsung devices, it just ramps up the vivid colors and, and, and I love that for some strange reason. So, you know, the, the camera could be 100% worse than it is on the iPhone. And I'd probably still like the camera better than the iPhone. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm, it's a bit crazy. Yeah. I yeah. think the, having the sort of, saturation bumped up and the edge enhancement bumped up it is immediately satisfying but i don't know Mm. how satisfying it's going to be long term it's exactly the same thing as like walking around curries and seeing the samsung tvs with their boosted saturation and everything you just think looks nice under halogen lights you know amongst you know for for five seconds whilst you look compare you know whilst your eyes dart between the tvs but you wouldn't want to watch a film in that state you'd love my tv setup james yeah gamma up saturation up i'm just thinking about it now yeah it's it's, it's bringing me out in hives (laughs) Forget the coolness. It's warm. It's saturated. Let's knock the gamma out of the park. No, not <laughs> good. Okay, so I think we're probably roughly on the same page with the 21. So moving on to another phone that's probably not quite so pocketable would be that uh, Fold 2. Uh, very mm. apt because the Fold 3 is just coming out. What do you think about it? 
Um, yeah, the Fold 2. You're right, it is very large. Um, so I've tried to use this sort of as a, as a daily phone, and apart from being petrified, absolutely stonkingly petrified of damaging something that isn't mine, mm. um, that, that, that's the problem when, you, when you're borrowing things. I mean, it's great of Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. It's, it's amazing. Um, it is very big, very big. I'd have confidence if it was mine that I'd throw it in my pocket and I'd be off. Um, it would be large, though. I mean, things like driving in the car with it in your pocket, you wouldn't want to do. You know, I just envisage yeah. it sliding out. That, that to me, is the worst thing about a phone, and that's sometimes why I, I, I like to use the iPhone without a case, don't I? But if I'm going out and I know I'll be outside in the car, etc., I'll, I'll put it in a silicon case just so it stays in my pocket more than anything if I'm driving. Yeah. So that's, that's, your, um, that's the weak spot, I think. But... Yeah, it's big, um, and I think it is more than usable. I've showed it to the wife, and the wife is like, I-, I want one of these now. I want one of these. I literally had to talk her down off a ledge, James. Interesting. Yep, had to talk her down. She says she loves it. It's like her using her iPad combined with her phone. It's, it's all she'd need. I-, I had to, like I said, caution her that we're probably not there yet. We're probably maybe two or three generations from it being... Do you know what I mean? Really, really usable. But it's interesting if it, if in a couple of generations it's thinner, and if you mm. if you imagine people that, uh, that didn't bother her, did not phase her at all. I said to her, "Does that not appear to be too big to her?" She was like, "No, I'd love it." That's interesting. Yeah, the width isn't an issue. She'd love it. Yeah. Well, I took my favourite uh, story about um, people with big phones is when I was on the um, London Underground many years ago. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, and someone was using a tab. S original uh, 8.4 mm. cellular as their phone. And uh, they were playing games on it. I didn't see them take a call on it, but it was the cellular one. And, um, you know, it was a girl doing it. So it's obviously possible. and It's obviously not going to put everyone off. And well, uh, it's, it's a bit of a myth, isn't it? That um, girls like smaller phones. I, I don't think that's a... Uh, I think that's an accurate uh, statistic. No, I mean, when I think of what she does with her iPhone and I watch her usage with it, she doesn't, they, so I'm not stereotyping, I'm not, I'm not assuming this is all for all girls, but she doesn't put it in the side pockets. You know how we would put it in our pockets over our thighs? It either gets rammed in her back pocket or it gets put in her bag. It doesn't go in her side pockets. Yeah. It literally, it it goes in her, her bag and then if she's using it on and off, it gets shoved in her back pocket. Yeah. I know that I've got I've got a fairly fleshy buttock, so I do often sit down and realise that I've left my phone in my back pocket, and it's always been absolutely fine because I think you know sofa or car seat, flabby bottom, squishing mm. together the phone. It's probably even though there's a you know there's a bone in there somewhere that wants to bend it, you know it's probably not too much of a problem. Yeah. Um, but I'm certainly not happy when I when I sit down and I remember I've got a phone in there. I, I think you'd be hard pushed to put a Fold 2 in your back pocket. I really, I really do. Um, it's a lot better than the Fold 1, uh, but I don't think it, it would go in. I mean, the screen on the outside, more than usable now. More than usable, in my opinion. Um, everything does look a little bit shoved together. And the keyboard, you'd, it takes some getting used to the keyboard because, it's, again, it's slightly thinner, narrower Yeah. Um, to use. But then you open it up and you've got that amazing Samsung screen. It's absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely. So basically what your this conversation gives me faith that 
this form factor will continue, i.e. when this comes down to 700 quid and can go on to any old contract, there's yeah. going to be a market for people that say, actually, being able to fold it out to a big screen is appealing. For me, I'm still mentally thinking, actually, what is it? Six inches, uh, 5.8 inches is roughly about the right size for me. I'm quite happy with it. Um, you know, the, the sort of iPhone pro size, you know, non max is kind of like the perfect size for me at the moment. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe this is, I don't, still don't think it would be for me, but maybe it is, is, it's got a, a place in the market. I think we're going more mainstream with this fold through because I was out the other weekend with the family and I was in a shopping centre, a big shopping centre, a big city, and literally every digital board had the fold on doing its fold animation. We're talking every 50 metres there was digital signage with this fold three and flip on it being mm. advertised. They've they've just paid advertising galore. Yeah. It's, it, so I've not seen that with the fold two. I didn't see that at launch at all, but I've seen it everywhere. And so I think... I think this high prices on contract is still going to be d- deter people, but I think they're putting enough advertising might behind it that if yeah. they can get that overall contract cost down, I think it'll fly. I think the flip will do well this time. Now that it's a, it's semi reasonable on contract, I think. Yeah, certainly with these annual upgrade programs. I still think if I, I know that the flip is probably the more practical. So if you're one of these, uh, if you're a reviewer that gets given them. Uh, you know, phone every day. They're probably, I can see why they are tending to go towards the flip. But mm. for me, the real attraction would be in the fold just because of the larger total screen that you can fold out to. Yeah. So so we've heard Kev say, haven't we, about the, the crease down it. And we've heard everyone say about the crease down it. And people that haven't used it say about the crease down it. And there is a crease. There is a crease. And if you're looking on a white screen and you're yeah. focusing in on the crease, you can yeah. see the crease. But if you're reading the content on the screen and watching it, and I know everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, whatever. You're just saying that. Everyone says that. It's one of those things, isn't it? Either bothers you or it doesn't. Like I said, I can use a phone without a case. It doesn't yeah. bother me. So seeing a crease down the screen doesn't bother me. It might really, really annoy some people. I think it's just the it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? It's a foldable screen. It's going to have a crease. It but distorts bit, nothing. It distorts nothing. It, it's a bit like saying, oh, I don't want uh, gaps in my car where the door opens. You know, yeah, I want yeah. it to be 100% completely flush. Yeah. And it's like, well, the door's got to open. There's no, you know, the sign of quality is how closely fitting all the panels are, but there can't be zero gap. You know, yeah. you're not going to get down to zero. You're going to get down to a, a small gap and that'll be a sign of quality. So you'll get down to a hardly noticeable crease and that'll be a sign of quality. And, you know, that'll get better and better over time. But at the moment, it's just the nature of the beast. You get a plastic foldable screen. It's going to be a plastic foldable screen. There's no two ways about it. You know, uh, yeah. if you want a hard glass screen, it's not going to fold. So, you know, you want a non-folding phone. And I don't think that's going to bother the average person. I'll tell you why, right? Because we are not the average people, are we? We obsess over things. You can, we could drive around in a, in, a, in a, well, some of us, James, some of us could drive around in a shed. Yeah. If we got a ding in our car bumper, we wouldn't care. But yeah, if we got a micro scratch on the screen of a phone. Yeah. Then it would be yeah. the end of the world. So of course we're going to focus in on these creases, on this, on that. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't like, a lot of people aren't like that. Just as we can drive around and get a ding on our bumper, these people can get a scratch on the back of their phone and live with it for the remainder of the contract. So, um, I, I think it gets magnified. 
my car is getting increasingly scratched and uh it bothers you not well it bothers it bothers me less than getting a phone scratched and you're absolutely right yeah, but yeah. um I, sh- I told you the other day that i opened my car door in the wind and the wind took it and it just whacked it into a a lamppost and yep. put a nice vertical dent into my door. And it was, that was highly, highly irritating. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to swap my car um, no, because no, of and, that. And I contrast with that with an iPhone 5 that I got one year when I dropped it in the pub and I dinged the corner of it and I had insurance on it. Yeah. So I made sure that screen smashed and I replaced it with the insurance. That would be like me getting a stone chip on my bumper and crashing my car into a lamppost to get it fixed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, when you contrast it, that's uh, quite remarkable how we are, fickle we are as phone enthusiasts. Um, yeah. I, t- I tell you what I did use with the S21, though, that I wanted to dabble with. Okay. I, I got a, do you remember the deck stations? Oh, well, I know decks, yeah. Very impressive, yeah. So the Dex Station came out with the Samsung S8 and the S8 Plus, and it's like a round puck, and the top slides off to reveal sort of like a, a, a stand that you can rest the device in. And on the back, you've got two USB-As, Ethernet, HDMI, and a USB-C power. Do you have to, it has to, you have to plug it in through USB-C, presumably? Yeah, USB-C power. That's, that's what, that's what that is for. So it's like a puck, and the, like I said, the top slides off the puck and sort of then hinges to form the, the back of the stand, if that makes sense. But at the base of the stand, it does connect to the phone with... Um... With USB-C, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these, like I said, they, they only came out for the S8 and, uh, S8 and S8 Plus, and then they released a, a different version for the S9. But these, they do work with the S21s. So I, I picked one up from CEX. I think they're like £22 now. They were £150 at launch. And it sits there as a cradle, connected to your monitor. Plug it in. Dex is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. If, if, if only I could live that dream of where I'm a simple-minded user who p- comes home from work, plugs his phone in, sits on his computer, does his Word documents, and then picks his phone up and out the door again for something more exciting, maybe a, a beer with his friends or a coffee down at the local coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that aspirational yeah, yeah. life. It, it works flawlessly. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Very impressive. I, to, I, I try decks uh, every now and again. And uh, whenever I do, it is, an, it is very impressive. And it's, um, it's definitely miles ahead of the other Android uh, desktop solutions that I've tried. You know, the, the LG one is, well, obviously it's no more, but, you know, the last iteration of it, or certainly the, I think I had the penultimate one uh, on the G8. And um, it's fine, but it's not as good as the uh, as the Dex one. No, no, it's very that simplistic lifestyle is very aspirational, isn't it? I mean, in reality, let's be honest, that's not what's happening a lot of the time. But because we, unfortunately, we have money and we can make choices about what we buy. Yeah. But if if we that was it, that that would work perfectly. I would be shocked if anyone uh, used Dex in any. In any anger, mm. it's very cool to have a play with it, but I wonder how many people actually put it to practical use. That would be yeah. interesting. I'd love to. I was going to move on to talking about uh, decks. That's sort of PC-ish, isn't it? Yeah. So I can talk about my uh, PC upgrade. Mm. Lots of money to spend on graphics card, have we, James? Well, I think I'm, I might have already mentioned that I my starting point. If if I've not mentioned it before, I'm all about silent computing. So 
I don't want to hear it at all. Yeah, so it's why a brand new M1 MacBook Air would be so good. It's why I loved the old 12-inch MacBooks. Mm. You know, no fans at all. Uh, you just cannot hear them. Um, my current M1 Mac Mini, is, it has got a fan in, but, you know, there's no way you're hearing that from, you know, four foot away. It's just so silent. It's unbelievable. So I'd got this relatively respectable, as of five, six years ago, PC built, and it was equally as silent, you know, um, fanless mother, uh, fanless, uh, power supply, what fanless motherboard. Some of them have, have in the past had fans in, um, no fan on the CPU cooler, one single fan to take air out of the case and a couple of fans on the, um, uh, video card, but they were super, super quiet. So it was like whisper quiet 99% of the time you play a game on it. Fine. It, it spit, everything spins up, but I'm happy with that. As long as day to day computing in Windows and all the rest of it, it's it's pretty silent. But of course, over time, it had started to get a little bit creaky. So I think it was a GTX seven sixty or six seventy that kind of era graphics card in there. Um, the CPU was kind of fine, but I think it was a thirty seven seventy S, so a low power chip, sixty watt power chip in there. I think it was, uh, so it could run fanless most of the time with a massive ninja heatsink that was on there so it's all beautifully tuned that system and i thought okay well i've been playing a few games here i need to up the graphics card so i put a uh, amd 5700 xt just as we were going into lockdown i think just as people were saying okay graphics cards are getting um expensive again expensive and sparse 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 um sparse um so I did that. And the good thing about that was when you're in Windows, most of the time the fans are stationary. So yeah. actually it's not a bad solution. It doesn't take too much to get those fans spinning and then it is a little bit noticeable. And if you're gaming, it's a it's a jumbo jet taking off. But it was still okay. Uh, and then I got to the point where I thought, no, actually I need to update the, upgrade the CPU. There's a few tasks that I do. A bit of video encoding, a bit of... Um, a bit of gaming was obviously being CPU throttled and all that. So I think, okay, I'll upgrade the CPU. So what I did was I went on and saw what the best low power CPU was that you could get. And I was, you know, looking through the Intel specs. I thought, well, I'm familiar with Intel. I know that I should be going to AMD, but I'll stick nah, with Intel. Just stay with Intel. Let's stay loyal. I've had my fingers burnt with um, uh, buying amds and syrixes in the past and it's it's never ended totally well so i was looking at you know what okay what's the best low power cpu that intel make and they make a i9 eight core cpu and it's stated as only having 35 watts power draw okay okay well that sounds good um obviously it's not going to be anywhere near as powerful as the standard i9 eight core but it's it, it'll all add into a system that will be super silent and fine. I'll I'll pay the premium, except the fact that it's not um, uh, going to be as good as other equally priced uh, CPUs. And but it'll be silent, fine. So of course you can't get this T designated CPU just through normal shops. You have to order it off eBay. Uh, so I did that. I mean, it cost a small fortune, and obviously, you needed. I needed to update my motherboard, which is a whole new story. But anyway, uh, I ended up with a, a motherboard that I uh, motherboard that I wanted. Chuck that 
CPU in and connected everything up and immediately, you know, that's when I'm just mucking about in Windows or whatever, the fan is going crazy. The, you know, the exit fan, which is the only one that's active and the temperature of the chip is going up really high. And I'm mm. thinking, well, something's not adding up here. It's not, it's not going to be 35 watts and sending the temperature sky high and the exit uh, fan sky high. This, in theory, this should be less than the previous CPU that I had in the previous build. So scratching my head and running the um, Intel, you know, diagnostic thing. And I did a little benchmark and it was saying that this chip was drawing 140 watts. And hmm. it seems that these modern uh, low power and in inverted commas uh, CPUs from Intel are only low power if you configure them in the BIOS to be low power. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, it's a very similar configuration that you could do on any other chip. So what is the absolute point? And, you know, this thing is, is taking more than 100 watts of uh, power. And of course, that's going to be an absolute nightmare to cool. So I was stuck with a bit of a dilemma here. I've got a, a chip that is super fast. It's faster than the M1, albeit not by much, but it's taking, you know, literally probably 10 times the power of the uh, M1. So yeah, I'm scratching my head and uh, I've decided, okay, screw it. We'll we'll run it how it wants to be run. Okay, it's going to take 140 watts sometimes, but okay, let's see if we can get a massive heat sink in here and put an additional fan in on the actual heatsink. So that's what I did. I went out and got, uh, I think it was a Noctua. A big one. Yeah. And it's like pretty much the biggest heatsink that Noctua do. Two massive towers with, uh, I went for the one with one fan in it. You, you can get it with a, in like a two fan um, configuration. So it's a, I think it's an NHD15S or something along those lines. Anyway, it's absolutely massive, weighs an absolute ton. Put that in there, and it did, you know, it does mean that the CPU isn't going crazy, isn't overheating. The difference between that and the old Ninja that I had in there, the side Ninja, which was a top-of-the-range passive cooler back in the day, is is startling, the difference in performance. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, I was looking that they do actually do, knock to a do-do a fanless one now these days, but it's literally the size of about three ice cream you know those uh, when i say ice cream tub i mean the old school rectangular <laughs> ice cream tubs not the ben and jerry's ones yeah it's probably about three of those in size all made of solid aluminium you know in a massive block so i didn't quite have the heart to sort of get that but uh i got this uh other one which is active um but it it cools this chip now perfectly well so i'm now stuck with a pc that's not quite as silent as it was before but it is tons more powerful so yeah that's a quest for silence i mean certainly in the pc world you're going to have a job aren't you if you want it to be usable in any way shape or form i think you're going to have a task on your hands yeah i think we went through a period about the time that i built the last one sort of five or six years ago where you could get um you could call a, a reasonably high performance chip of the day passively with a big enough um, passive heatsink as long as it was next to uh, an exit fan you know you could do that relatively easily and uh, you could get um, video cards that were relatively quiet then as well but I think things have moved on I think the lesson is when you have a config that works 
be wary of tinkering with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. uh, this is a lesson that I don't learn very well, but I always have a setup. I think, actually, I could upgrade that. I could tweak that. I could change that. And there's always something that throws it out of balance. Do you know what I mean? That, well, we do it with our we do it with our phones, don't we? A lot of us by by the end of the year of owning our iPhone. We have it set up perfectly. We have a device yeah, that we're more than yeah, happy yeah. with. There's everything we want, and yet we still upgrade. Yeah. Or like, like guys with our operating system on our Mac, it's running perfectly. Everything works fine. It's yeah. not wanting for anything, and then we go and upgrade it. Why? Makes you'd no have, sense. You'd have to have a brain of steel to um, keep your operating system on a lower one, even though it's nagging you every week to... Uh, <laughs> upgrade yeah. to the latest one you'd have to be a, a pretty tough character to uh to be able to resist that i think well i was thinking about that you know i was thinking about it with the iphone i was thinking about it with the mac and 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 think the reason your devices get slower is because you're running software developed for newer hardware effectively so it's going to eventually take its toll yeah and i just think to myself i think what imagine if we just left it running the version that it was released for then you're effectively creating a time capsule of that moment in time when it was brand new yeah yeah you might lose software support but we're probably talking seven or eight years down the line yeah we lose software support and you've got to do that with your vintage max haven't you there's no point you trying to crowbar well modern operating systems on your vintage max because they're going to work best on the you know, OSs of their initial release, really, aren't they? Or close to those. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's case in point, perfect case in point, right? The modern Macs, you can't run 32-bit applications. So yeah. after, after Mojave, they killed 32-bit games. And a yeah. lot of the good games, like Halo, Doom 3, all of those really good Mac games are 32-bit. So as soon as they changed from Mojave to Catalina, yeah. that was them done. Yeah. And now... Now we stand even an even worse thing because now they're not M1 compatible, so you can't play any of them. But the vintage machines, what you need is I've got a unicorn at the moment, which is a, a perfect machine running Mojave, supports 32-bit, 64-bit Intel, aerospecific. Job's a good one, and I've done the same for the old Power PC and and stuff. It, it runs the best operating system designed for it. It's purely there to play the games of the day, and it's uh, brilliant. I think um, the other thing is. Uh I use Picasa to do my photo editing and I know that I should move on somewhere, but it's just the quickest, easiest tool that I found. That's 32 bit. Yeah. Um, so I've lost the ability to do that on my um, 12 inch Mac. And I kind of think actually the sensible thing to do would be to take it back. If you, I can't remember which one it was. If it's Mojave, that then it's Mojave. That's the last one support them both. And it's still supported with security updates for now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to be probably next year, but it's still going to be supported software-wise by things like Chrome, etc., for probably another four or five years. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to use that Mac in earnest as your day-to-day machine much longer. So, just roll it back and keep it as a, as the day it was born. Yeah, I should do that, really. Yeah. So, I suppose the one thing that I was going to uh, mention is, you know, when I go on holiday, I always like to be. Um, perfectly prepared tech wise you know mm-hmm. the last holiday that i did was uh, up in scotland with some friends and again it's just kind of a story not working out really so i thought okay well i'll um i'll pack my portable speaker because we'll want to have uh you know a bit of a disco in uh you know the kitchen or the garden or whatever so i've got one of these um ue mega boom speakers that's really really good for sort of party scenarios and 
I'd been told as well that the internet was uh, shoddy. So I'd spent a little bit of time prepping a router, like a, I've got a Asus router that has, that I've got a newer one that I use. So this is like the slightly older one that I never got around to selling. So I thought, okay, well, I'll take that Asus router and I'll take a, uh, you know, use a USB cable to connect a phone to it, create essentially a hotspot with it but have the full flexibility of um, the Asus router. So that that's going to be really handy. And then I can have Wi-Fi uh, in this Scottish house um, at reasonable speed. Because, you know, I'm expe- they said that the they described the Wi-Fi as rural. So I was expecting it to be like half a megabit or one megabit. Yeah, nah. So we get to this house and uh, it has Wi-Fi. In, and it has like a booster in every room. You do a speed test on it and it's like 80 megabit. I'm thinking, well, that's fine then. So I've completely wasted my time sorting this router out. That's absolutely, you know, how can you describe 80 megabit as rural? That's perfectly fine, you know. Better be prepared, James. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, about to get my uh, big party speaker out, I realised the guy's got this absolutely exhaustive Sonos system wired up where he's got Sonos speakers in every single room and he's got these garden uh, speakers hooked up through Sonos for the patio. So there's literally nowhere in the house that hasn't got a Sonos that you can sort of beam into it. Uh, so it's kind of like, okay, well, pointless to me bringing that um, speaker <laughs> as well. So, yeah, I actually went to a house that seemed to have a uh, a geek in charge of it that was almost as geeky as me, to be honest. Um, and I, the one thing that coming off that actually is I've always been slightly sniffy about the concept of ambient computing, you know, everyone using Alexas and everything everywhere. Mm. Well. When you've got Sonos in every room and every person in the party, in the household, can just load up the Sonos app, you know, or use their Spotify app directly and get music going in any room just instantaneously, it is quite magical. Do you know what I mean? And that I, that, I kind of consider that as a bit of ambient computing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, everybody else is a better DJ than you are. So well, giving it... Give it, no, not, I don't mean that in, as in you are. I mean, as in, if I, if I was DJing, I'm just going to put on my rubbish. Whereas yeah. somebody else, yeah, with the access yeah. to the, to the same system, putting on their stuff, it, it, it it's, gives you something you're not used to hearing. Yeah. And, it, and it, it just takes a bit of the stress away. So you need an easy way for everyone to have their say on the music. Cause much yeah. as I love being, you know, the central conduit that all music choices have got to go through. And it I can is, sort it's of, a, it's a stressful uh, position, especially at a, uh, a party, James, you've got possibly, things to be doing. Possibly. Yeah. You're pro- probably right. It's probably what I've been doing wrong at parties. You've all got to be working the room, not sat there messing with the audio. You've got to yeah. be smoothing. That's right. So yeah, having, um, having this uh, audio available for anyone to be able to, put music on and that's throughout the entire house every every you know the zoning of it all is all nice and uh, intuitive through the app and everything and everyone's pretty comfortable using it so yeah that was um that was a really good experience but it did mean that all of the tech that i'd lugged up uh from reading up to scotland was uh essentially useless i don't think there's any tech that i lugged up there that was actually uh used did, did you bring it back did you or did you leave it <laughs> what did i bring back all his gear yeah 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 no I, I left it there but uh whilst i'm on that subject i do have to say a, a shout out to elliot jack and james who are big fans of the podcast and they do uh yeah they did uh mention being fans so i thought i'd give those guys a shout out we've got two listeners well done three 
Three. Three. Spreading the word. I can't even understand what you're saying. Yeah. Shocked. Shocked. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my um, holiday uh, tech story. It's normally a little bit more um, exciting, exciting than that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you had a holiday, James. Have you still not been on holiday? No. To be fair, the overhead of carting the family around, I'd probably rather not. It's more of a holiday not to. Yeah. Makes sense. Have you tried any any sort of staycation where you just sort of you know go to a safari park or you know we've been doing water parks and things like that Alton Towers water parks and stuff oh that's all right no yeah it's really good actually I really enjoy but I booked to go there again actually because it's it's that that much fun I enjoyed myself it's like being a big kid Mm. yeah that that was good yeah we've done the whole staycation try and keep them occupied etc etc just the thought of traveling abroad with young children fills me with fear James and not much relaxation to be fair so Maybe that's one for when they're nice and sulky and just want to sit there on the phones and are more worried about um, other things. <laughs> so maybe for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think we've got an appointment to get to, James. We do have an appointment to get to, yeah. So we'll cut it there, but uh, hopefully catch up soon. We've got uh, loads of stuff to uh, go through, so we've got a big backlog. So, yeah, let's uh, get back together soon and uh, carry on. Definitely, and I will probably speak to you in minutes for you. Yes. Okay. Cheers, Dave. Speak to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.